Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Happy New Year, everyone. I don't know if y'all are still saying Happy New Year or when the expiration date for that phrase is, but I'm still saying it. It's a new year. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everything is going well with you and your lives and your goals and the things that you want to get accomplished this year. I'm really excited about 2023 and I hope that you are as well. Every single week we acknowledge a black creative entrepreneur, businessman or woman for doing fabulous things, for changing the world, for leaving their mark. And today we are going to put our spotlight on Lavender Lowe. Lavender is a mother and entrepreneur um, that has a Christian apparel brand called Clothing for Christ. Um, This biblical scripture that's based, that she uses for her business is Psalms chapter 119 verses 105 thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path clothing for christ has such cute apparel i have a few pieces myself this is good for birthdays if you want to give out prizes at your church or if you just want to bless somebody with a christian owned business with a black owned business we are here to circulate the black dollar if that is you and you would love to support this business head on over to www.clothingforchrist.com and they are on all social media platforms at clothing for christ so let's support our dear sister in her booming business all right another announcement that i want to share with you all the poetry jam is happening february 4th i need everyone to get to la we are going to be there in person with our community with our uh, friends with our family and we are going to have a great time there's going to be music performances lots of poetry i mean jesus is going to be all up in the place i'm, I'm sure there'll be prayer deliverance somebody's gonna give their life to christ i declare it in jesus name i'm telling you if you have never been to one of these you need to start this year we have it every year if you are a um annual visitor or if you're a part of a part of the community and you know how wonderful these poetry jams are it's just an event that you don't want to miss people from all over the country all over the world come to um unassociated poetry poetry jam so february 4th market calendars i'm gonna be there i hope to see you there we're gonna make this thing a big deal okay now um uh I don't, did i say final announcement on that one no i have another one so for those that are new to the show welcome to the show i'm super excited to have you all there is something that we do here on create with kendra um something to where we can get you all ask the listeners involved in the show um there is a function on unassociated's website it's um Go to www.unassociated.com slash askkendra. This is a function that we use on our website to where listeners can write in um, different questions or topics of discussion that you want to hear on the show because we want to engage in conversations that y'all are interested in talking about. Um, our um, Shout out to our social media team, by the way. If you're not following Unassociated on Instagram and TikTok, 
get into it because period, right? Our social media team is just not a group of people that are posting this and posting that, but we are really digging into like the analytics of what it is that young people want to listen to, what young people are thirsty um, to have conversations about um, via, you know, however they do their social media science. And as well as you all message us in our inbox. And so we're taking um, into careful consideration of what conversations that you all want to have with us as the unassociated community. And today, one of those epi- these one of um, those conversations is this episode. Ooh, that was a tongue twister. One of those conversations is one of um, the episodes that we're doing today. And so I want to introduce a topic that we don't talk about a whole lot. But it's something that young Christian men and women are dealing with every single day. And that is the struggle of sexual sin. And we're going to talk about it today. Okay. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it because sex is a beautiful thing. It is ordained by God. It was created by God. And we need to take back ownership of what it is in its proper context. Hello, somebody. Because we out here in these streets thugging it. But don't really know the power that it carries. Don't don't know what it's really meant for. And so today we're going to be doing a little teaching and having a conversation on sexual sin because it's real. And I want for those that are listening to this to let you know that sexual sin is not an uncommon thing. It's not. If you are dealing with this, you're not the only one. (laughs) If you have been struggling with sexual sin and you don't know where to go or who to talk to or what scriptures to look at, this is the place that we're going to do it. Now, if you're feeling a little uncomfortable, shake that off because, look, we're going to get into it. Okay. so um, before we before we do uh, my prayer, I'm going to say a say a quick prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share with your people. God, I pray that you word my mouth, that you give me wisdom. Let all things kindred decrease. Let your Holy Spirit increase and let someone be blessed. Let someone be free. Let someone be redeemed um, because of your sacrifice, because of your love. God, we give you praise. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Now, one thing, uh, there are three things that I want to talk about um, in this episode. One being, we're just going to talk about sex. The second is, um, we're going to talk about how sex is from heaven and not from Hollywood. And third, we are going to be talking about the redeeming grace of God. Amen. So to let's be real about the topic or the conversation about sex. Sex is more. There are more conversations about sex in the world than it is in the church or it is in the Christian community. Sex is thrown at you in commercials, 
good lord in movies and songs on billboards and books and school like it's all over the place and it is our responsibility as a christian community to have these conversations with our people because the only place that we really hear or engage or come in contact when it comes to sex is the world and that's not cool it's not because sex is from God and I can tell you like especially if you live in a Christian household and if you live in my experience in a black household we just didn't talk about it we didn't um besides don't do it there was like no reason why there was no explanation of what it really is besides like a physical situation right and I can remember my first sex talk I was 24 years old and it was right before I was getting married and I had a, the, the 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 talk with my godmother and she was and when I say she was giving me the deets sis was giving me the deets and as she was talking I was look my face if you're watching on YouTube or if this is a real this is what my face was like I was like and she was like Kendra fix your face because this is what it is and <laughs> it, it was it was uncomfortable for me because my whole life I did not have that conversation I didn't know what the depths of sex was what it meant um I mean I had an idea of it you know spiritually but when it came to like the details of it I was like oh my gosh okay all right Lord but she said to me Kendra you have to become comfortable because you're about to get into marriage (laughs) period you have to become comfortable and I believe that a lot of us either don't know what to do when we get involved with sex outside of marriage and two there's another group of people that are afraid of sex in general because you don't have the conversation people tell you if you if you, if you have sex and that it is you know you know you know what people didn't told you over the years right but we need to start having these conversations about sex because sex is from God say it with me if you're in your car hopefully you're not listening to this at the grocery store but say it with me sex is from God Uh, the second thing that I want to talk about is how sex is from heaven and not Hollywood um my late uh granny Dorothy uh may she rest in peace told me and granny Dorothy she was oh my lord she was hilarious she told me she said Kendra sex is the second best feeling in the world after the feeling of the Holy Ghost and I was like oh okay well then you know she ain't wrong about that okay (laughs) but God made sex as a covenant of marriage and a part of that covenant it is entertaining it is enjoyable it is wonderful because sex was God's idea and sex is not only a place for you to enjoy with your spouse but 
It is used to glorify God. I listened to um, um, these Christian leaders, Jackie Hill Perry, Preston Perry. Y'all may know them. They're bomb. When they use the term act of worship, that means having sex. But it is act of worship and it is glorifying God because God says that this is our bodies, our temples. Right. And so when we engage in this, in the context of marriage, in the context of covenant, it is glorifying God in our bodies, in the context in which it's supposed to be. Now, it is not glorifying God when you're doing it with your boyfriend. It is not glorifying God when you're doing it with somebody that you feel like you're going to be with forever. It is not glorifying God when it's with somebody that you have feelings for, but you are not in covenant and when i say covenants i mean marital covenant um and like i said earlier like i feel like we should have more of these conversations so if y'all want to have more conversations about this y'all hit us and ask kendra hit us on instagram i i can bring somebody on and we can have more of these conversations um when it comes to hollywood like i said earlier Sex is glorified in so many ways. But the thing about what the world does is that sex is given in covenant and a component of that covenant is enjoyment. But the world takes covenant and only wants to use the entertainment aspect of it. And so anytime something is taken out of covenant, anytime something is taken out of the context in which God birthed it to be, it has become tainted. It has become perverted. It has become dangerous now. And I want us to understand some scripture because it's not just me talking, but let's listen to what the word of the Lord is saying. Let's go to Genesis chapter two. We're going to go to Genesis chapter two, verses 22 through 25. Okay. We are a Bible reading podcast, period. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter two, verses 22 through 25. And the word of the Lord reads, and Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother, his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked and the man and his wife were not ashamed. And this was from the New King James Version. Amen. So. When we look at God's creation, and um, this is not a tangent, I promise you it's going to connect. God created the heavens and the earth, and he created the fowl and the air and the beasts of the land. And he separated the sky from the water. He created man. And he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And he allowed Adam to have dominion and to name the animals and have dominion, right, over this land. But it wasn't until God created the woman. Get into it. It wasn't until 
God created his wife that Adam complimented God's workmanship. And he was like, oh, this is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. It wasn't until his wife became that he was delighted in God's workmanship. And when it comes to let's 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 um repeat on one of these verses therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh now this one flesh situation becoming one flesh is an indicator in the scripture of sexual spiritual mental and emotional harmony between a husband and a wife. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Becoming one flesh speaks of, and it's an indicator of sexual, spiritual, mental, and emotional harmony between a husband and a wife. Now, where we get as people out of hand and out of pocket is that we want the sexual, spiritual, mental, emotional harmony outside of the covenant of a husband and a wife. But any sexual relationship out of marriage between a husband and a wife is discord and is dishonor. Now, Kendra, yeah, yeah, we we, we get that. Thank you for sharing the scripture. But what does that have to do with the feelings that I have during them hours? Them late night hours, them phone calls. What do I do with that? I'm glad you asked. I want to get into this. Uh, I'll have a little analogy that I want to share with you all about fire. And I heard this. Uh, I believe I was watching. It had to be a few years ago. I was watching Elevation Church, uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick. And there was this amazing illustration that he gave to his congregation about fire. And I was like, that's fire. (laughs) Get it? That's fire. And it's something that I want to share with you all. So fire is good for a lot of things. Fire is good for warmth. It's good for purification. It's good for cleansing. It's good for light. And um, the biblical meaning or representation of fire is the presence of God. Mind blowing. Well, at least my mind. The presence of God. Fire biblically represents the presence of God, right? So you have all of these um, beneficial factors to fire, right? And fire in this context is represents sex, passion, the presence of God, right? Warmth, wink, wink. Okay, I'm done being silly. But also fire can be dangerous. When you think of fire, fire is cool. If you got a fireplace, it's cool in the fireplace, but if that fire jumps out into the middle of the flow, catches a hold of them curtains of the couch, you in trouble. Fire can destroy. 
It can cause health issues and it can even kill. That mean that meaning or to say that is sex in context in marriage as God ordained marriage. It's beautiful. It's passionate. It's active worship. It's the presence of God. It's honorable. It's it's entertaining. It's fulfilling. It's not defiled. You can do it all day long. How many times you won't? But outside of that, it can become dangerous. It can begin to destroy things in your life. But Kendra, what happens if I'm already engaged in this? What happens if I don't know how to let it go? What happens if I have this craving and addiction? It's natural to have these desires. And that's what I'm going to tell you. Because we don't even hear that. You feel like you having these um, desires, sexual desires is wrong. No. God gave it to us. But it's what we do with it. It's how we use it. No, I'm not condoning um, sexual addiction and, and, and pornography and masturbation. Not, no. But the desire for that passion, that physical passion, is real. And there's nothing wrong with it. But we have to learn how to use it. We have to learn how to and when to use it to honor God. Because a lot of our conversations in the Christian community is is prevent, you know, don't go here, don't do that. Be in um, open spaces with other people. These are really helpful tools, right? You know, if, if you feel tempted, don't be in the car at 12 o'clock at night in, in the cuts. You know, don't be spending the night and, and this, that, and the other. Like, all these tools are helpful. But what happens when it happens, right? And I, w- I want to take us to um, John chapter 8. Let's go to John chapter 8. I hope y'all are still with me. I hope y'all are hanging on. I hope that you are not as uncomfortable as you was when this episode <laughs> first started. Um, and that you are relaxed because be relaxed, y'all. Be relaxed. Um, but I want to remind us of a biblical account that happened in John chapter 8. Um, there was a woman that was thrown into a crowd um, because of her sexual sin. And so I want to bring that up. I'm going to bring that up on my phone. Because I believe I have it up on my phone. And I'm sh- we've, we've all heard this story before. Well, a lot of us has heard the story. If you haven't heard it, I'm going to give you the tea, okay? Um, so this is the New King James Version, John chapter 8. It says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now, early this morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. <gasps> Scandalous, right? But my question is, how y'all know where she was and what she was doing? Okay. So they brought this woman who was caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery. And in the very act, 
Now Moses in the law had commanded us as such should be stoned. But what do you say? So we're going to break this down. Sis was taken literally in the heat of passion. I'm going to say she was, she was doing a do and the Pharisees went and grabbed her and took her to Jesus and threw her in the midst of a crowd of people and said, this woman is an adulteress, adulteress. And we caught her in the act and she was having sex and she was doing the nasty and she needs to be stoned according to Moses law. Now, first of all, that's embarrassing. <laughs> like, let's put ourselves in the shoes of this woman. She's having sex, doing, doing something she ain't supposed to be doing. And these men bust through the door. We don't know if she got clothes on or not. We don't know if she got her shoes on or not. We don't know if she was able to grab a sheet to cover herself. We don't know. But she was taken out of the act and thrown in front of a crowd of people. And was made to feel guilty. And was made to feel bad and shamed because of what she was doing. We don't know if she was a sex worker. We don't know if she was a sex slave. We don't know her if she we don't know her story. We just knew what she did according to the Bible. And that these men wanted to out her and kill her. And I'm reminded I didn't I've never seen this happen. Um but it was a thing in in the church community when a young woman would get pregnant, she would have to go before the church and apologize to the church. And I kind of do a question mark on my face when I hear stuff like that happening because it's like, okay, the woman has to go and apologize in front of all these people. But what about the man? Because she did not get pregnant by herself. This is not a Mary, Virgin Mary situation. But it was always the woman that was shamed. And in the scripture, it is the woman that is being shamed. And maybe you, if you are a woman and then you're listening to this, maybe it's you that it's feeling the shame. I don't know. I was... I heard some conversation on, not conversation, but I seen some clip of a song on social media. And it was, it was this man, he was rapping and he was like, once you hit, like she becomes the homie or I'm just like, dang, like the homie, really? I find that so disrespectful. But my point is oftentimes Women are made to feel shamed for being in this situation. And so the Pharisees and all these 
ridiculous people. They tried to get Jesus caught up and was like, according to Moses' law, she should be stoned. So what you going to do? So Jesus kneels down. And he begins to write in the sand. And he begins to write and he begins to write. And let's let's see what what the scripture says. We're going to go down to verse 7. It says, so when they continued to ask him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin amongst you, let him throw the first stone. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And then those who heard it began um, being convicted by their conscience, right? Went out one by one. So Jesus said, If you are in this situation and you've never sinned and you've never been in this situation and you've never. Look, because I'm just wondering, how did y'all know where she was? <laughs> Have you worked with her before? That's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you never had sin, if you was never in this situation, if you've never dealt with sexual immorality, go ahead, pick up a stone and stone her. But just know, if you stone her, some stones are coming your way too. If we sat in a room, if with every listener that is listening to this podcast, every viewer that is viewing this on YouTube, if we all sat in a room and went one by one of transgressions, we would not be able to throw stones at each other. And this is what the Bible is saying. This is what the Lord is saying. And so they were convicted. Like, oh, shoot. Well, I did slip up last night. Look, I'm just talking. I just made that up. But they weren't able to convict this woman because they themselves are guilty of the same charge. And so as Jesus gathers them as the Lord reads them, that was a major read, honey. They begin to walk away one by one. Shamed and all. As they were trying to shame this woman, they themselves were shamed and had to just shake the spot and get up out of there. Because they're guilty as well. And what I love is that even though sin, and I'm not, Saying in the Bible does not say that sin is excusable. But for those people that feel like I cannot come back from this, I cannot be redeemed from this. What I did was bad. What I did was wrong. What I did was dishonorable to God. And it was dishonorable to God. And it was out of pocket and it was out of line. It was out of covenant. That's the fact. But the redeeming grace of God, this is what he says to this woman. He said, woman, this is verse 10, the bottom of verse 10. Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no, Lord. And Jesus said to her, she called him Lord. We're going to talk about that. She called him Lord. And she said, and Jesus said to her, neither, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. 
Go and sin no more. So as they begin to disperse, he asks her, where are your accusers? The same men that went and pulled you out of the act of adultery, threw you in the midst of a crowd, told me to affirm a stoning, got checked, dismissed themselves. Where are they? Where are your, those that accuse you and condemn you? And Jesus said, if they're not here to condemn you, neither am I. Go and sin no more. And what I love about this scripture is that he's a redeemer and that his grace is what freed her. His grace is what allowed her to take an opportunity to start over again. Because that really be the hang up. That be the hang up. Like I'm a Christian and I love God. And you and you and you do. And you really love God. And you want to pursue him and you want this relationship with him, but you've made mistakes. But Jesus is saying those people, those family members, those people in your communities that want to shame you, that want to throw stones at you, they can't because stones will come to them as well. But Jesus is not giving this woman a pass to go back with old dude where she was pulled out of, but he's saying, go and sin no more. There is somebody that is listening to this message that feels like you cannot be redeemed from sexual sin. There is someone that is listening to this episode and is like, yo, I never knew the value of sex. I didn't know that this fire, that this passion could really affect me in a negative way if I don't use it correctly. I didn't know. Or maybe you knew. Just got caught up. This moment, I want you to know that you are worth redemption. That Jesus wants to redeem redeem you. And he wants to sit you back up and face you in another direction. And says, go and sin no more. Girl, get up. Man, get up. And go and sin no more. If you need to delete some numbers, if you need to block some accounts, me to cancel some late night dates (laughs) do what you gotta do if you need to tap into some community and be like I'm praying this man is fine this woman is fine I can't I I need some help tap into some community tap into some accountability because we're not here to shame you we're not No one is here to condemn. And if that is you, this is your moment of redemption. And so um, let's pray. 
Father in heaven, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. You are so good. You are so kind to us. God, we thank you for your redeeming power. We thank you for your love. God, we thank you for this teaching on today. I pray that someone is encouraged this year that has been dealing with sexual immorality and addiction and just not knowing how to navigate sexual sin. God, I pray that this episode is one of breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I speak over the lives of men and women that are having these challenges. God, I pray um, deliverance. I pray community that is supportive. God, I pray that you allow them to see their bodies as a living sacrifice, as a temple of worship, of honor to you, God. God, I pray that you eliminate distractions. And God, I even pray that you give them strength to speak to those distractions. To rebuke them in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you restore today revive today encourage today ignite a fire of i am redeemed that i am forgiven that i am delivered and god for those people that are having a hard time with forgiveness for themselves forgiveness for other people god i pray right now that you help them through that that you walk them through that that you teach that you cover that you keep that you comfort God, I pray that you are glorified in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. All right, y'all. If y'all enjoyed this episode, share it. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Instagram, TikTok, the reels, this, that, and the other. Y'all send this to your to your small group. Send this to your girlfriend's chat. Send this to your whoever that you know that needs to hear this message. Y'all get into the word of God. Y'all get into prayer. Y'all get into community. And uh, we're going to do this together. If we need to have another conversation about it, y'all hit your girl up. I love y'all so much. There ain't nothing you could do about it. Have a great rest of your week. Be blessed. And until next time, beautiful people.